Before we get started, a quick note. I have made an ADHD mistake and I need your help with it. When I set up this podcast, it was over on Spotify for podcasters and I moved platforms a couple of months ago over to Acast. And what you have to do when you move platforms is you have to reclaim your podcast on each of the platforms. But of course, ADHD me, I did the move, I set it all up and then I'd forgotten that I'd done it. So I went and did it again and I've claimed the podcast twice. So if you look up ADHD Fest over on, I think it's just Apple, it will come up twice. There's two versions of the show. This is fine, of course, like as long as you're listening to it, I don't care, but it's going to confuse the numbers and I don't actually know how well the podcast is doing or how badly it's doing. So I'm going to have to take one of the versions down. There's no way of me being able to tell you which version is going to come down. So this is a special request to you. If you follow ADHD Fest podcast, please go and search it again on your platform and make sure you are following all versions of the podcast because I'm going to give it one month and then I'm going to delete one of the versions that is up there so you will only find it once from March onwards. I'm going to delete it on March 1st so you have from now until March 1st to join both versions of it because one of them is going to disappear and I have no way of telling you which one. So hopefully you'll forgive me. I'm hoping if you're listening then you've done something silly like this too with ADHD and it's all fine and we're all friends. Anyway, let's get on with the episode. Hello and welcome to ADHD Fest, the podcast all about adult ADHD with a little bit of law of attraction and self-development thrown in there. I am your host, Tara Pratt, and this week we're going to have a real mix of all three of those topics. I'm quite excited about this week. It's time for story time. It's been a while since I've done one of these more story time episodes about real life stuff that has happened to me, but they always get really good feedback. And as much as I like to give you value through talking through specific ADHD symptoms or specific ways to manifest things, I also think it really works well to learn through personal stories too. So this week, I'm going to tell you all about how I am manifesting a successful startup. This podcast is the business that I have started. ADHD Fest is my new baby. It's very new, but it's doing really well and I'm really excited and it's been a long time coming because I've had several businesses over the years and this one I've consciously been manifesting throughout. And if you're not into manifestation and it's a bit woo-woo for you, there is also science behind this, so don't switch off. It's specific to ADHD because obviously I have ADHD and manifesting, really it's just goal setting. That's all it is. It's goal setting and then it's having a positive growth mindset to make moves towards that goal and having faith that you can do it. Just taking the first step. It's that old cliche, isn't it? You don't have to see the whole staircase. You've just got to take the first step. So straight off, I'm not going to bury the lead. I'm going to tell you the structure of what I did and then I'm going to tell you the whole story because it is interesting step by step. The basic strategy, if I just strip everything else away, is two things. I do two things whenever I'm trying to reach any goal or whenever I'm trying to manifest something. And that is number one, I do everything that I know to do. So obviously you pick your goal first. I'm not including that in the steps. I'm just saying once you've got a goal and you're trying to manifest it or move towards it, the first thing you want to do is work out what do you know? 
What will move you closer to this goal? I'm going to take something simple like making dinner. What do you know to do in this situation? You know to get out your ingredients. You know to get out your tools. You know to switch the oven on. That type of thing. Like what do you know? If you don't know everything, that's fine. But just do the things that you know. And then the second part of this formula is send the rest to the universe. So the rest of it, you're just going to have faith. You're going to do all the things that you know to do. You're going to have the end picture in sight and the things that you don't know what to do with, you're just going to leave that up to fate. And you're going to hope that while you're doing the things that you know what to do, the rest is just going to fall in front of you in the form of opportunities that you can take, or you're going to be taught how to get to that next step by doing the things that you already know to do. So that is the basic formula. And I'm going to give you my story of what I've done in real life, step by step, using this formula several times along the way. If you didn't know, ADHD Fest is pretty new. I came up with the idea. It was over a year ago I came up with the idea. I got the Instagram then and I did a couple of posts. I made the logo, but then I just didn't touch it. Apologies if you can hear soaring in the background. We're having renovations done. (laughs) So sorry if you can hear that. I didn't start thinking about it as a business idea until summer last year. So we're now in January. So I'm probably thinking about July, August. So what's that? Six, seven months ago. It had just been an idea before that. Yes, I thought, oh, it might be nice to do that as a business one day, but I didn't think like career. This is going to be my career. It's very serious. It was just an idea that I wanted to share and I thought, oh, I'll just put something together. It was a bit of a hobby, if that makes sense. I'm not sure when I did my first ever podcast for ADHD Fest. I'm thinking it was a good while ago now, but I just kind of did it on the hoof. My husband, if you don't know Pete, he has a podcast that he does for an American network five nights a week. So we already had all the gear. So I really didn't have to put much effort into that. So I just did a podcast every now and again, whenever I thought about a topic that I wanted to talk about, I just hop on and record it. But as I say, it was a hobby. And then it got to summer and I was like, do you know what? I really would like to turn this into a business, but I'm unsure how. So I just did all the things that I knew to do. So I'd already created my logo. I'd created the social media profiles, but then I decided, you know what? I need a website. So I bought a web domain. Then I was thinking, what else do I know to do? And I thought, well, I know to start telling people about it. That's what businesses need. They need people to know about them. And I started telling my friends about it. And one of my friends that I spoke to was like, oh, I'm starting a new business too at the moment. Did you know that there's a free scheme with the government that's helping new startups in West Yorkshire? And I was like, no, I did not know this. I didn't know it at all. So just by talking to her and putting it out to the universe that actually I would quite like to start this as a business, that opportunity fell into my lap. I was given a mentor that would basically just talk to me and decide what don't I know, where are the holes in my personal knowledge around running a business. And then they provided free webinar trainings for us to learn about that area. It was really good. It was only over a couple of months, but it was just very, very helpful to see the inner workings of business because I'm great at creating the content, but the admin side of business, I was absolutely clueless. So that was the first opportunity that fell into my lap. At the same time as doing this, I also kept a list of what I wanted in a career. 
And I want to say that it was in a career, not in my business. So it wasn't specific to ADHD Fest. I don't like to hold too tight to this specific thing when I'm manifesting. I don't like the idea of like, I want ADHD Fest to be massive. Maybe more so now because I know it is my career. But then when I didn't know 100% it was going to be a business or successful, I didn't want to pigeonhole myself too much. I always follow this idea. I think it's Emma Mumford's idea of this or something better. So when you have a goal, you put it out there, but you think I want this or I want something better. So you're just open to opportunities. So I kept this list of what I wanted from a career and it wasn't specific things like I want this amount of money from it. I want these amount of hours. It wasn't like that. It was how do I want to feel? about work? How do I want to feel in the morning waking up knowing that I have a day of work ahead of me? What feelings do I want? What are my non-negotiables? So one of my non-negotiables has always been I want to do my school pick up and drop off for my son. It's just very important to me that I can pick him up and drop him off. Pete does pick him up and drop him off sometimes as well but I want to know that I can do it at the drop of a hat and I can go to like school plays and things like that so that is my non-negotiable and as I say I wasn't specific on hours or where the journey would take me I just had that end vision of what I wanted to be so the end vision was that I wanted it to be a big in-person event so that was my first idea for ADHD fest it was actually an event company so that's why it ended up having the fest at the end because I was thinking oh it could be like a big festival but specific to people with ADHD so we could like stagger the entrance time so there wasn't crowds and we could have hobby swaps honestly I've got so many ideas and that is still my end goal and at the same time I was like but I really love law of attraction as well. I love manifestation. And then I realized actually that goes really well because I've already got the fest from wanting it to be an event. And that can be the fest from manifest. So ADHD fest was born. But because obviously like putting together a huge event, I've got no experience of that whatsoever. And I feel like you need a bit of a following first before you do something like that. I was like, okay, what do I know to do? I'll start a podcast And that's what I did. Sorry, I was backtracking a bit there, but I did miss that out in the beginning. I had my end vision. I had my non-negotiables that I stated in a positive form. So instead of saying, I do not want to be working and miss school pick up and drop off, I use it in a positive form where I say, I want to be available to pick up my son from school whenever I want to. I want to be able to see all his plays and love my work at the same time. And then I wrote down all the feelings that I wanted my career to help me feel. And then I was open. I left myself open to inspired action and opportunities. And I believed that they would come. So fast forward a little bit. I've always suffered quite a lot with burnout, neurodivergent burnout, which obviously I didn't know what that was. And I didn't even recognize that I was doing it. So every so often, probably like every two or three weeks, I would just be so tired. I would have to go to bed. I didn't want to speak to anyone. I'd be teary. I'd be down. And it was this pattern of like every two or three weeks. And I never noticed it. I knew that I was doing it. I knew obviously that I would be down and I'd be in bed. But I didn't realize it was on this cycle. It was on this specific pattern. And it didn't line up with my hormonal cycle. It was more fatigue. It was stress. 
And then I heard about this concept of ADHD burnout, which is very different to neurotypical burnout, which is more like related to your career. Neurodivergent burnout is more to do with either being overstimulated, social anxiety or masking. It's to do with things like that. Once I realized that I was struggling with this, I was like, okay, I need to research this more. And I looked into the different types of rest and the different kinds of neurodivergent burnout. And I used that research to really help myself and it really worked. And then ding, 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 what did that lead to? Inspired action. I was like, well, I've got to share this with other people. If I didn't know it, then other people don't know it either. So that's what I need to talk about. That's what I need to share because you might not even realize that you struggle with burnout the same way that I didn't realize it. That is the way the Burnout Bible was born, which is just, if you haven't heard about it before, it's a digital download. It's a booklet. It's like 15 pages. You can use it either on your iPad or you can print it out and use it as a booklet at home. And it basically just walks you through the different types of burnout and how what specific thing you can do to help yourself work through it and also to avoid it in future. I hardly ever get burnout anymore. I'm just going to touch wood right now because it's always sod's law, isn't it? As soon as you say that, then you get burnt out. But I have to say, I got through the Christmas period, New Year. It's been very busy for me in the whole month of January. And I've been a little bit tired here and there, but I have not been burnt out. I would say... It's months. I can't remember the last time. Maybe like October? Probably end of October is the last time I had burnout and it didn't last long at all, all because of these strategies. And so why wouldn't I create a product to help other people with that? So I created the Burnout Bible from that. So that was my first bit of inspired action. Also, I was struggling very bad, probably related to the burnout, with executive functioning problems. This is a massive symptom of ADHD. We have problems with executive dysfunction, but symptoms can worsen when you're tired. And obviously with burnout, I was tired a lot of the time and I desperately wanted to get motivated. I said earlier in the podcast that we've got the builders in here, we're renovating. It's a big old house here. There's a lot of work to do and the rooms that we have got nice It's just so disheartening when you've spent all this money, you've spent all this time designing a room and then it's just a mess and you can't get yourself to stop scrolling and get up and just tidy it for like 10 minutes and it'll look better. But when you're in the depths of burnout and you're struggling with your executive functioning, it just feels overwhelming. You feel like you don't know where to start. You don't know what the priority is. So I was really struggling, but I was determined to get out of it. I desperately wanted to get motivated to really look after my home and make my environment a lovely one. So again, what did I do? I researched the main thing that I could come up with that helps executive dysfunction when you're trying to get tasks done. The most helpful thing that was coming up again and again was body doubling. So this is where you have a friend or a family member with you while you're trying to do the task that you're trying to do. Just having that person there, A, gives you accountability, B, stimulates you a lot more. It's a lot less boring. And C, it just helps for someone to be mirroring you, but they don't even actually have to be doing the same thing as you. It's like when you're sat next to a friend and you're both working on something completely different. It's a lot easier to do when you're both doing it and you've both set out that time, like we're going to do this for an hour. And you've made that promise to someone else. So I tried it. I tried it in person and I really struggle 
cleaning with people in the house or people watching me. I really struggle with it. I don't know. It's this feeling of being perceived. I don't like it at all. I don't like people watching me. I get the most done when the house is empty and I can run around as fast as possible. And I love the feeling when they walk it back into the house and they're like, oh my God, it looks great in here. What's happened? Body doubling in person just wasn't working for me. And I was really disheartened. So I stumbled upon a podcast in America that had these two ladies just talking through cleaning their kitchen, but it was in real time. So they were cleaning their kitchen and they were also talking the listener, me, through cleaning mine at the same time. And it was a bit boring. It was it was a little bit strange because obviously USA is different to us and I couldn't relate to all of it. But just listening to that boring, real-time American podcast, I did my kitchen in like 20 minutes and it was completely spotless and I've never worked so fast. It was amazing. And I thought, this is body doubling. This is body doubling, but without the person physically watching me. And I was so excited by how it worked. I was like, I've got to give this a try. So I did it on the podcast. I'm not sure if you heard it. It was on this main podcast and I'm actually going to reshare it this week because I've been having so much great feedback on that. And I put it out when we didn't have as many listeners. So I'm going to reshare that episode. I tried it on the pod and it went down so well that I was inspired again. And I was like, people need this. We need this on a regular basis. How can I, what can I do? How can I make this part of the business? How can I make this my job? And I came up with the Body Doubling Club. That's a paid podcast. So you've got this podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, when you go to the top of the podcast page, it'll have a little subscribe button and it's the Body Doubling Club. I also have it on Patreon where you can sync it up to other platforms. So if you sign up on Patreon, you can sync it to Spotify. You can sync it to Google Podcasts. I'm pretty sure you can sync it to Apple Podcasts as well from there if you get it on Patreon. But all I do is it's ADHD specific. So it's not just cleaning. It's like loads of tasks that we might find hard. I just talk through it in real time. I'm just on there telling you stories about my everyday life, keeping you company, while you work through tasks. We did a kitchen speed clean. We've done a whole house declutter. We've done making our own vision board. We've done planning the week. We've done making meals together. It's just so helpful, particularly when you need that body double. And maybe you don't have the same problem as me uh, where you don't like being perceived, but it's hard to get someone to just come and stand with you when you're doing tasks. Particularly, you know, a lot of ADHDers and neurodivergent people struggle like taking a shower. How are you going to ask someone to body double you with that? But I can do that through the body doubling club and I love it. And it was such an inspired action. It feels so aligned with me. And that's what I did. I just put it out to the universe. And when these things came up, I took action on them. After I'd created the body doubling club, after I'd created the burnout Bible, I did get inspiration for other products. I've had lots of ideas since then and they're all written down and I am going to work through them one by one. But I suddenly realized, okay, I've spent a lot of time and effort and hard work creating these products now, but I actually need to tell people about them. I actually need to market them. I had no real following at the time. I had a few followers on Instagram, but I hadn't really put that time and effort into growing the brand in any way. We had a good listenership on the podcast, like people who just stumbled upon it and were really enjoying it, but I needed to 
grow the brand generally. And I need to tell you that I had absolutely no idea how to do that. I have got a lot of experience in social media and I've grown channels before, but we're talking like five, 10 years ago. (laughs) I was on Instagram like five, 10 years ago and it's completely different now. I had no idea how to push the brand or even how to like show something that I've made. I've sold things before, but never my own creation. It just felt very weird. So I thought, okay, I don't know what to do in this situation. I'm going to put it out to the universe. So I wrote it down, dear universe, help me to find a way to grow my business and enjoy it. And I also put a little caveat on the end of, and still be a great mum, because that is one of the most important things to me. I didn't want Theo to suffer because I was growing the brand. And then I wrote down some like specific goals as well. So I had these three month goals, oh sorry, four month goals. Goal one was 2000 followers over on Instagram. Goal two was my first five sales. And goal three was to grow the listenership over on the podcast. And I didn't know how I was going to do any of those things. They seemed very hard, particularly the Instagram followers. I just didn't know how I was going to do that. I think I had like 400 followers, which I thought was amazing, but I didn't know how I would get from there to 2000 because that had taken me absolutely ages. This was like December and obviously I'd been working on it since August. I also... I felt like I didn't have any time and I didn't have the real motivation because of my ADHD, because ADHD struggles, it's hard to get in the mindset of, okay, what am I doing today? What do I need? I would forget. I would plan, make all these plans of, okay, this is how I'm going to grow the business this week. And then I would completely forget what I was doing. I'd forget where I'd written it down. I'd get distracted by other things. I'd be thinking, oh, the kitchen's a mess. I've got to clean it all. I need to find the uniforms. I just felt like I didn't have the time or motivation to be consistent and grow this brand. So I put it out to the universe. And what happened? I was scrolling through Instagram one day, absolutely in executive dysfunction, and an ad popped up on Instagram. And it was say asking for entrepreneurs to apply, ADHD entrepreneurs specifically, to apply for help with access to work grants in the UK. If you don't know what they are and you're not in the UK, basically they're grants to help anyone that's neurodivergent to better perform their job. So you can get them if you are employed or if you're self-employed. They're just to help you to perform your job role. So when I was initially diagnosed with ADHD, I did try and apply for this, but I failed miserably on my own because it's a really lengthy not lengthy process, but it, you know, it's hard work, it's admin, it's boring, it's a bit confusing the way they say it. And then they don't get back to you for weeks and weeks and weeks. And it's just really, it's not ADHD friendly, which I don't know whether they've done it on purpose or not, because obviously it's for neurodivergent people. So you think they would make it ADHD friendly, but it is not at all. So I think what happened, oh, I know, I remember I applied I was very excited to do it and enthusiastic and I went through the whole process and then they took so long to get back to me. By the time they were calling me, I was in burnout and I didn't, I couldn't answer the phone. I didn't want to answer the phone. And then I just got the email saying, your application has been closed because we couldn't get hold of you. So, and then I just forgot about it. So when this ad came up, I thought, I wonder if I could get help from that. I didn't know fully what it was or fully what I could get help with but I did feel like for my business to take off 
I do need a little bit of support because the ADHD is what's holding me back. It's the executive dysfunction is stopping me in my tracks from growing this business and helping all the people that I want to help. So I just filled out the form. They emailed me back like a week later and I'd forgotten by then what it was. I was like, uh, sorry, can you just remind me? Because I think um, it was one of the assistants messaged me saying, oh, I can get you a meeting on such and such a day. And I was thinking, a meeting for what? I can't remember what have I applied for. And then she reminded me and I got to speak into them and they were so helpful, so friendly, walked me through the whole application process, handled it all for me and it came through straight away. It wasn't weeks and weeks and weeks. It was amazing. And what I got from it was a virtual assistant. Her name is Inas and she helps me. We have a meeting every Monday and every Friday and she just She's very good at what she does, but more than that, I'm much better. It's helped me to become the productive person that I know I am because I know on a Monday I have got a meeting with Inas and she's going to ask me, okay, what is your focus this week? What do you want to do? And I come up with it myself. She's not doing the work for me. It all comes from me. But without someone asking me that every Monday, I would not be asking myself those questions on a Monday. I'd either be tired or I'd be distracted with something else. But knowing that I have to answer her, it's like, oh God. And I have forgotten the meeting a couple of times. I've forgotten the meeting and she's been calling me going, I'm just waiting for you on the call. And I'd be like, oh my God. And I'm panicking when I get on there. I mean, she's she's my virtual assistant. She's not my boss, but I like to obviously seem professional. And when I've forgotten, I get on there and she's like, okay, so what are you doing this week? And I think I haven't had time to even think about it because I forgot this meeting. But I do it on the spot. It gets my cogs turning in my brain and I can plan the whole week out. And then it comes to Friday and we have a meeting like midday and I can say, okay, what was it that I planned beginning of the week? And she can remind me, this was your intention this week. Have you hit those things? And I'm like, yes, yes, no. And then I can finish off any things that I haven't done on the Friday. It's just so helpful. I find myself coming up with ideas for her to do, for her to help me. And then I just end up doing them myself because I'm like, well, I could just do it right now. And it's done. It like gives me that deadline. It gives me that accountability and it's worked so well. And I never, ever, ever would have applied for access to work on my own. It just wouldn't have crossed my mind. I'd failed at it before. I didn't fully know how it could benefit me. That opportunity fell in my lap because I was open to it, because I put it out there that I knew this was a possibility for me, that I could grow this business in a way that was fun, in a way that supported me. And I was open to the opportunities. I kept my mind my mind, and my eyes open. So long story short, the results are that I achieved those four-month goals that I set within the first three weeks of the year. I hit 2,000 followers a couple of weeks ago. You might have heard me mention on the podcast. I hit those 2,000. I also have already had my first five sales. I achieved all of my four-month goals in the first three weeks of the year. Can you believe that? If you'd have told me that when I set those goals, I would never ever have believed you. I still can't believe we've hit over 2,000 followers on Instagram. How did that even happen? I was 400 in December and that had taken me months to do. And suddenly I set this goal. I had no idea how I was going to do it. And it happened in three weeks. That is manifestation. That is how to set a goal and how to leave yourself open to opportunities. I 
would never have guessed how that would happen. I just didn't know how I could possibly get from one number to the other, but I was just open and it happened. And I kind of still don't know how it happened, but it did. So I've hit all of those goals that I mentioned before now, and I've got to reset higher goals now. They seem so low, whereas they seemed like mountains when I set them. The business ADHD Fest is going from strength to strength, and I'm excited to work. Every day I wake up, I'm so excited to get to work. My mind stays on track. And guess what? I still do the school pickup every morning and every afternoon. Or Pete does, but I'm available to do them. At the moment, I'm just doing what I know. I'm in that phase again. I'm doing what I know. But when I run out of things to do that I know, and I hit that next plateau, I'm going to do the same formula again. Give the rest to the universe with faith that it will come together. And I really hope that in a year's time, I can come back to you and do a little update podcast like this. And I can tell you even more good news about ADHD Fest and how I got there bit by bit. So with that said, I would love to hear your stories on stuff like this. Are you into manifestation? Are you big on goal setting? What goals have you set and achieved that you never thought that you could? Or if you haven't had experience of this, what goal are you going to set now that you think is so pie in the sky for like the next three or four months? Don't make it a year, make it a short term goal and just be do everything that you know to do and leave the rest of the universe. And I'd love to hear what your goals are and I'd love to support you along with them. Don't forget to check out the Body Doubling Club that I mentioned before. The link is down below if you want to know about that. The Burnout Bible is doing really well. I've got a neutral version and a bright version. So check out both, see which one suits you more. And please come and say hello to me over on Instagram, which is at ADHDfest or TikTok, which is ADHD underscore fest, or even on the Facebook group, which is ADHD Fest, the group. I'll see you all next week, guys. Have a fantastic week.